is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today is Monday, September the 2nd. This is episode 19. I got nothing for 19. Got nothing. Yeah, I got to wait till 21. Episode 19 of Tell Me What You Know. Yeah. Uh, today's Labor Day. You guys hopefully are enjoying your day off work. Meanwhile, we are. We're here busting our asses for the content. For you guys. That's right. Uh, bit of a change for today's episode. We got some cameras in studio. We're going to take some film clips. I'm trying really hard not to look at it. Mm-hmm. The blinking red light I'll is... I'll do it once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also probably going to notice how terrible my posture is after this. Well, also, I'm realizing that we need higher mics. We need better mic stands. Need better mic stands. Maybe we should put the arms on that we've had. That we Maybe had. the arms. I also was seeing arms that we could get, that we could put a camera on so we yeah. could like reach over if... I don't know if it doesn't look good right now. Okay. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a process. It's a process. For sure. Uh, so it's Monday, short week coming up. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. That's very good. Um, I'm excited about uh, about the weeks coming with the football and everything. <laughs> with the football. With the football. Georgia's 1-0, which is nice. I uh, woke up Saturday morning. We got some really good barbecue. Mm-hmm. Drank a lot of light beers. You said the ribs were the best there? Best though, that was on my plate. Best was on your plate. Federalist Pig. Shout out Federalist Pig. Federalist Pig, yep. Really good. If you were a, a watcher of um, House of Cards in season three, they get a, a big shout out. Like a, a big shout out. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, Freddy's Ribs. Uh-huh. They compare it to Freddy's Ribs and they're like, this is second only to Freddy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I had the ribs and so Freddy's got some work to do for yeah. sure. It's not a uh, it's not a one-man race, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Um I'm trying to be more conscious of how slowly or quickly I speak. I've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners. Uh, I'm I'm absorbing this at a very good rate. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So uh, I'm really slowing it down. I feel dumb. Yeah, you're two sentences ahead. Yeah. And you're up here. So my brain works three yeah. times faster than the normal human brain. Speed up, guys. <clears throat> That's right. Catch up. Catch up to Michael Brown. Um, yeah, so barbecue was good. Football was good. Great Even weekend. Even better. Uh, short week coming up. Anything else you want to hit on? I got nothing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this topic. Well, good. Uh, the reason I was laughing when you ca- we were trying to debate on how to intro in was because uh, we were talking a lot about what my topic has to do with. So, Michael, tell me what you know about Labor Day. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about Labor Day. You don't know anything. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't honestly don't know anything about it. Okay. Other than just it's a day to celebrate the worker. That's right. It's the first Monday of September. Uh huh. It's actually an idea we stole from Canada. Oh, God. Yeah. So they had Labor Day before us in 1872. It made its way south pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> the first Labor Day parade was held in New York in 1882, September 5th. I believe it was actually a Tuesday, but now it's a Monday. 1882. Right? Yeah. Who was president then? That was... Uh... So... I don't know. I know that when it when it, when they made it a national holiday in 94, 1894, it was Grover Cleveland. Cleveland so whoever yeah. was before him, uh, I'm bad at the presidents, though. Well, somebody else will tell us. That's right. That's right. Anyway, um, when looking at who to credit for Labor Day, uh, there's kind of a debate. Mm-hmm. Two guys with the last name McGuire, not related. You got Peter McGuire <laughs> and you got Matthew McGuire. Sounds like a couple of guys that don't want to work. That's right. So Peter McGuire founded the Brotherhood of Carpenters. Okay. Uh, he led strikes in 1886 and 1890, which would help eventually lead to the eight-hour workday. That wasn't passed until 1916 with the Adamson Act. Uh, he joined a guy named Samuel Gompers to form the American Federation of Labor. 
the other guy, Matthew McGuire. The AFL. Was, that's right. American Football League. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Matthew McGuire, leader of the Central <clears throat> Central Labor Unit. Excuse me. Uh, he was credited by many as the undisputed author of Labor Day. Uh, he did a bunch of led a bunch of strikes and that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but it came out that he had some pretty radical beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I think a newspaper in his hometown of where he or where he was the alderman in New Jersey said that he is definitely the one who started Labor Day. He should be credited as the founder of Labor Day. Samuel Gomper said, nah, this guy's a little too radical. So in an interview, he was he gave credit to Peter McGuire. Oh. So kind of a suppression of views there, I feel like, right? I mean, absolutely. Maybe, I, don't know, I mean, I don't know who what knows guys, what these crazy views were? Right. I mean, eight-hour workdays. Crazy have, man. Been radical. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. I do. This would be coming out of the Industrial Revolution. Right. So everybody's so, in unions. Uh, it's still in the Industrial Revolution, really. So people are working 12-hour days, seven days a week, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Really no child labor laws going on. Um, so, I mean, anything like, hey, maybe these five-year-olds shouldn't be working might be a radical belief in those yeah. times. I'm not really sure. They didn't really go into detail on what those radical beliefs were. But – uh, in, in 1894, Congress and Grover Cleveland signed in to act a, a national holiday. Before that, Oregon was the first to adopt it in 1887. Hmm. And then shortly after, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey. And then in 1894, June 28th, 1894, all territories in D.C. Interesting. Yeah. Funny, all the same progressive states even then. Yeah. Still that sort of, kind of moving, moving. I mean, Oregon. Yeah. Very progressive. I saw uh, it, it got me thinking a little bit on on worker workers unions and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I didn't realize in 1983 about 20 percent of American workers were in unions, and that's been cut in half since then, basically. So that number's down a good bit. Yeah, I mean I, unions have their place in time. Sure. Uh, they're good time. There's there's a good time for them. And there's bad times for them. Um, but that was the time when I think they needed to unionize and sort of. Well, I mean, it even makes products better. Right. You're not working 12-hour days. You're working – Right. I mean, but the eight-hour day was a great idea. Like, but even from 1983 to 2018, it yeah. was cut in half, which is – Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, early. I mean, yeah. the, it was – I saw uh, New York and Hawaii have the most workers in unions, uh, over 20%, and the Carolinas have the fewest. Okay. So no labor unions in my state. I mean, uh, maybe why they're building uh, some right. BMWs there. So because of that, we're basically the day is for the worker, right? So you get a day off. The working class is what built this country. Let's give them a little bit of credit. Give them a day off. That's all boring shit, whatever. You get the day off. For me, it marks the beginning of football season. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned earlier, Georgia, 1-0. Pretty nice game against Vanderbilt, I guess. Three, great game. 36, I think was the final I score. thought we looked great. In, yeah. I mean, we didn't blow them out like 60 to nothing. But I thought we looked – Yeah, but I thought we looked great. On the other hand, did you watch the game last night, the Oklahoma? I didn't see any of it. Houston no. game. Uh, Houston was getting their asses kicked and ended up. I think the over under was eighty or seventy nine and a half, and it finished forty nine thirty one. Wow! So wow, <laughs> yeah. It, so it hit one team. Yeah, did exactly. their part exactly. Um, on the other end of that, in that onions group I'm in, <laughs> I had Northwestern minus four and a half, and they fumbled the ball with twenty seconds left. Stanford scores. We lost that one. Football's back. Hate it or love it. It's, it's got good things and bad things. It's also a mark of uh, changing of the season. Exactly. Beginning of so fall. You're not wearing your uh, your white clothes anymore, right? Done. No seersucker. <laughs> so apparently that's that was a reference, or not a reference, but the, the 
wealthy families would come back from their summer vacations, put all their white linen clothes up and start getting their school clothes out and their winter clothes. Oh. I'm not sure people actually follow those rules anymore. I think if it's warm enough, you could still be able to wear white. Like yeah. people that are very hard and fast rules, exactly. yeah, get out of here. Exactly. Uh, another thing that it marks is the back to school and end of summer back to school for all the kids. They mourn the big- that. I love it. Uh, I don't have to go to school anymore. I think everybody that has to go to school now, they, they've been having a nice summer. They should, they should get back to work. Yeah. It also brings in the crisp air. I'm ready for summer to end. Summer, I think I've said a, a million times, is my least favorite season. I'm surprised about that. It's the worst season, objectively. It goes spring, autumn, winter, summer. I don't know. I really like the summer. Yeah. Summer, I, I mean, you can be outside the whole time. I love how long the days are. I, I mean, th- there's nothing worse to me than maybe a I short just, winter day. Maybe I, mean, I just that's hate horrible. the summer where I am. Maybe I need to go somewhere more yeah. moderately. I, but that's kind of odd because summer would still be my favorite. I don't know if it'd be my favorite when I grew up in Arizona. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I still love the summers then. Yeah. Um, when, when I was thinking about this topic and, and what it marks in the back to school, I started thinking about uh, the back to school sales and all the, like, the yeah. supplies you used to buy. And oh, was, yeah. When you had to go back to school, at least you had a little bit of solace and that you got to get some school sweet supplies, new stuff. Yeah. I was thinking about the Trapper Keepers. I was thinking about Lisa Frank, who had all that. She had like those designs for all the kids. And I came across Lisa Frank married a guy named James Green and had two kids. She's from uh, Arizona as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Hunter Green and Forest Green. She just named her kids colors, basically. Yeah. I mean, the same way she does her Trapper Keepers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's Labor Day. Interesting. Yeah. I have one more thing to add on this. Please. I was listening to a uh, Elon Musk, Jack Ma. You know Jack Ma? Um, the Chinese, he founded Alibaba. Mm-hmm. So a big billionaire in China. He was, they were talking about several issues, but mostly AI and how it relates to life and jobs and economy and everything. Yeah. Uh, but Jack Ma said uh, he thinks the future is people working three days a week, four hours a day. I'm down for that. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I, not crazy in that I could never see it happening, but that's just so few hours by comparison to what well, it's we're a doing. It's a day and now. a half of what we're working right now. Totally. Essentially. But I mean, what do you, sometimes I feel four hours can go by and you, you yeah, you were working, but you were like toiling through something. You didn't have like, you, you weren't like at max capacity then. I will say, Musk, while this was going on in the interview, was like, kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I, is he saying that because of all the AI and all the other stuff that's going to be helping out with that? Yeah, basically. So it's going to be a lot, a lot fewer people are going to have jobs, it seems. Yeah. And that was another thing he that Jack Ma was sort of getting at. So we sort of need to realign, you know, the way we spend our time and what we value and that. But the like AI will do so much of the stuff that we have going on right now. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was an interesting point and made me think about about that when you brought it up, especially yeah. as it related to like unions and what, how much time would they actually want to work? You know, how do we get to eight hours, all that stuff? Right, right, exactly. I mean, it was 12 hours, seven days a week, right? Yeah. I think you had to do that during the Industrial Revolution just to make a living wage, but also with the amount of work that was going on. Yeah, um, a lot more manufacturing lines and- Hands-on stuff. Yeah. For sure. Huh. Yeah, well, we're going to work 32 hours this week, so not quite 12. Uh, yeah, I'll get the full 40. You'll get the full 40. I'll get the full 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mark, um, I'll mark it down on my timesheet at least. <laughs> well, that's a very timely topic, Michael. Thank you. I don't know how I came <laughs> up with it. Uh, it's just the way my brain works sometimes. So what day is it? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, this is something kind of came up this weekend. Well, I did Independence Day. I figured I'd do Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, well. no, that's true. Actually, Don't take I like the that. holidays. Oh, from I like. Me. I didn't realize there was a trend here. I like it. Yeah, the trend like is it. lazy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to continue with me finding out topics as we just sort of meander around DC. Mm-hmm. We're walking through Adams Morgan. Yes. And you know, Adams Morgan, people from not from DC, it's sort of a progressive place, different types of, you know, dive bars and that kind of sort of thing. Sure. Um, Michael, tell me what you know about palm reading. Um, it has to do with the creases on your hand. The creases, the lines, yeah. The lines, yeah. Uh, I think this one here hopefully is my money line. That's <laughs> enormous. Not a line. That's not a line. Uh, in, in my research, in my research, the money—I didn't read anything about the money line. What about the, is it like the wealth? Uh, again, I didn't read anything about a wealth line. Oh, I mean, I'm, there are so many different flavors here that it can just be made up, right? Okay. So, you mean that's it's not your real? money line? <laughs> All right, uh, tell me about palm reading. All right, fortune telling and the like. So, palm reading is you know the colloquial term. Yeah, but technic- technically, it would be called palmistry. <laughs> palmistry okay. or chiromancy uh, ch- naturally yeah th- this was a guy like a it, it's two chiromancy is like the connection of two greek words like uh-huh. hand, palm and uh div- divination divination like basically using god like getting god-like powers to see the future gotcha uh so palm reading is one of the seven forbidden arts that were outlined by the catholic church in the middle ages uh palm reading um and as I was saying, div- divination is yeah. this acquiring godlike powers through the future. Uh, so the other ones would be necromancy, which would be communicating with the dead. Yeah. That would be not loud. And then the other ones are sort of similar. Uh, geomancy, which is reading markings, like uh, either on the ground or somewhere to, to tell the future. Uh, Aeromacy, using the atmosphere, like looking at clouds and that kind of thing. Huh. Uh, Pyromacy, fire. Fire. Uh, Hydromancy, obviously water. And spatulacy, which is like Spatula. bone reading. Oh. It's supposed to be more like your scapulas, and ah, bone gotcha. reading. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was outlawed. I mean, it was. I, I love how the church is like none of these witchcraft stuff. Yeah, I none of ne- this stuff that doesn't make any sense. I know necromancy because uh, I've played my share of online video games. You can be a necromancer. Necromancer. You can raise the dead. Isn't that a book or? Neuro- uh, it's a class in Diablo. Neuro- Neuroman. Yeah, forget. Uh, class in Diablo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Video yes, game. That's right. Um, so a little bit more in the modern day, I guess, out of the Middle Ages, still kind of coming, coming, uh, coming with us. Uh, it was found like different societies were found in the late 1880s, late 1890s. Um, it has just sort of been sort of like always around, um, but I had, it, it didn't really get updated. Like people started writing, trying to write books about like more of the art and science to it. Mm-hmm. So people trying to find legitimate connections between people's hands and uh you know their futures right or or maybe characteristics about them which i maybe can understand or see a little bit more um like somebody with like a big ham hock hand maybe he works in a field or something is just like he's maybe more hard working or more right. labor right uh labor day uh <laughs> so interesting how big do you think the palm reading industry is in terms of dollars, uh-huh. uh, well, I mean, I have no idea because I don't know what it one person charges. So, do you want to jump to that question? Because I, I looked that up as well. 
there. What's so like what? A, how much would you pay to have your fortune know. told? I had some palm reading. Give me a – come on. Uh, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I bet it's more than that. That was probably 50 to 80, I would guess. So an, I found the average to have a, uh, your palm read or your fortune told uh-huh. is between 100 and 350 bucks. Or you can do between $1 and $30 a minute. Like that's kind of the range. $1 so, to $30 a so minute. So maybe you could go have maybe for 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's turning you away for 20 bucks. Uh, but if you go and they'd be like, oh, I'll read your palm for five minutes. Give me 20 bucks. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, so knowing that, how big do you think the industry is? Billion dollars. Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars. But it re- it employs roughly eighty five thousand people, um, and about one and a half billion in total. Wages do you have to be certified? I mean, this all a bunch of crap, right? It's, like you could just say, "Oh, I could say that I'm a palm reader." Absolutely. Yeah, you could. Uh, a lot of cities, including Arlington, I tried to look this up because I'd seen this before, but I couldn't find it. Let's add it to the list of things to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go get our, our license. Not for um, Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, you, you, you do it. You have to pay a license every year to be able to practice and do this. So it's some form of you got to ante up if you want to be this like fortune teller, essentially. Right. But this is basically- Snake oil salesman. But so, but people do go to go to jail for for this. Um, like if, if they if they- if they Go above and beyond, and uh, you know, really suck money out of people, like con them. Yeah. Uh, then the, the law will get involved, and well, they're like, "Oh, you better keep coming to see me because it's so much more out there." That exactly. You know, that exactly. So uh, I was reading one story is like one one hundred dollar reading turned into a forty thousand dollar thing. I mean, people just get taken. Yeah. Uh, so that would have been a form of of just conning that person out of all their money. Right. Right. Uh, so you can go to jail for that. Um. But yeah, two billion dollars, eighty-five thousand, eighty-five thousand people. That's a lot. That is a lot. But it's just it, it's surprised it's not it's more. Pure entertainment, you know. It's just right. people just want the entertainment of oh, tell me what's wrong with my hand, or tell me is love going to come this year, all that stuff. Um, tell me something about me. You're a sucker. Yeah, like, exactly. Right, yeah, you nailed that one. Um, so I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole of like how do you read a palm because it's completely as you're saying like. It's up to the person, sort of. Okay. There are books and there are methods and there are, uh, I'm sure, practices that you can follow. Right. Um, but it's it's complete crap. <laughs> uh, so there's two base, two types of palm readings. You can read the shape of your hand. Okay. And they basically boil down into um, like four different elements. So like earth, fire, wind, and water. Okay. So like the different shapes might mean if you've got like a fire hand, you've got like an intense passion, ambition, and that kind of thing. Uh, and then your other way you can have it is you can read the lines. Which okay. You're saying read the creases. Right. So um, there are basically – so there are seven lines that people read. Mm-hmm. But some of these are, are – I've been meaning – I've been reading more like five of the main ones. So the main one is the lifeline. Yeah. Uh, the lifeline is the, the line that goes around your uh, your thumb muscle. Basically, the curved one. So that be this one or this one here? Uh, no, the the bigger, more pronounced. This one, one here. Yep, that one. That's your lifeline. Oh, that's good. And that's not it. It's not it has nothing to do with how long you'll live. It has nothing to do with when you'll die or anything. It just means about like how vivacious you are. Is that in terms of the width of it or the length? The length. So the length and pronouncement, like how deep it is and how pronounced. Okay. So that's your lifeline. Uh, the headline is it to scale? Like if there's a little baby. Uh, Maybe he's really vivacious, but he has a really tiny lifeline. Uh, you mean, well, there's supposed to be another line that, that goes 
in this similar direction, but more towards the middle. Uh-huh. And that can be more pronounced on people I was seeing. Um, then you have the headline, which is the next line up from the, the lifeline yeah. that goes in the middle, that goes across. That one there? Yep. Okay, what are these? Th- those are just like little... <laughs> That's just my just, messed that's up hand. That's just unique to you. Okay. I mean, I think some some readers would look at that stuff and be like, oh, you've got a lot of, oh, this is a mess. You've got a lot going on here. I mean, you come up with whatever you want to call I it. I do. You I have a lot going on. <laughs> Take my money. Keep going. And then- uh, The headline, what is that about? So the headline goes to, obviously, obviously your head. So it goes mm. to like how you learn. Okay. Um, it's your brain line. It's your brain line. It's, and it's also how you reason. So are you logical? Are you- um, are you intelligent? Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, then the heart line, which would be the next line above that. Yeah. That's, that that's, it's more about your emotion, about your okay. love, how passionate you are, that okay. kind of thing. Um, and, and it can go as, as people can read about it. If it's kind of like wavy, if it's, if it's defined, if it's, um, curved, does it, does that breaks in it? I mean, people's hands are all unique. Yeah. So you can kind of, draw some ideas out of that um people also then look at like so like could you read my palm right now no no i could just make up a bunch of stuff for you if you want yeah so yes you could read my palm yeah oh yeah yeah uh some people uh put them put your hands together i was gonna ask do they compare they do compare so you see how my because i would choose my better hand every time well so there's i was gonna get to this but uh you usually read the dominant hand okay uh and the other thing that people that palmists have is uh palmists. What are they? It's called palmers. Palmola. Yeah. Other thing that they that they do is um, your left hand. Yeah. Would be some of the things that this is what God gave you. I'll read this and it'll be like this is this is these are the tendencies that God gave you. Whereas the right is is more about like what you've done with with what you've been given. Okay. So there is a relationship to like religion then. No, it's more of like what God in terms with. of what you've been born with. Okay. Yeah. Just this is your innate and this mm-hmm. is what you've worked. And what you've worked for. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of like that idea. What you've been given, what you've done with it. Kind of like the idea. But uh but yeah, you can it's my it's given hand is when just you, super pronounced. There's just nothing on this work hand. <laughs> Silver you're given spoon. nothing. <laughs> uh yeah, if you put them together, people's uh headlines or excuse me, heart lines, mm-hmm. if they match up, that's a pretty rare thing. Mine match. They match, yeah, mine match too. Maybe it's not as rare. Right? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh it's more rare if they if they match up. Huh. Or it's like symmetrical. But yeah. Sweet. So that's basically all I got for palm reading. Would this you ever is, go get your palm read? Like Well, I, well, I mean do if it, for it was the free, show. If it was free. I'd do it for the show for sure. Do it for the show. Yeah. Uh we need to look into some pricings. Yeah. Do you know anybody that knows anything about this kind of stuff? Um I don't think so. Yeah, oh, wow. We'll have to find somebody then, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll track somebody down. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only other question it brings up to me is, how do you feel about like self-determination and self-choices? Like, do you control your life or is the future set? Let's go very deep. Yeah, I mean, I'd choose not to believe that the future is set because that'd just be super depressing. Be so stu- yeah, yeah, same. I mean, unless it's I'm a billionaire, in which case, yeah, that's fine. But <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, what's the point of like being a good person and acting out and or doing the right thing if it's all predetermined? Right. Yeah. Predestination. I do not believe in you. I, either do I. I reject it. I reject that. Uh, I, I will say, like, 
the only way I would go to one of these things is if somebody paid for it or if it was for this show. Because do you worry it will mess with your head? Even no, I just think it's all bullshit. I, I mean, yes. Like uh, I think it's like a waste of money. <laughs> but so is is it bullshit if you go to somebody, they tell you something good, and you now kind of hold that and it's um a placebo effect. You you start well, and then it's like self fulfilling because self of that. exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just super cynical and I would just walk in there and be like, you know, whatever you're going to tell me. Unless they said something, and I'm sure they have tricks to do this. They said something that I was like, how, there's no way they could have known that. But then it just reminds me of that show uh, that was on TV. Is like, a, I'm getting a sense that there's somebody in the crowd, a name starts with an M. I'm, Ma- 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 I'm Matthew. I'm Matt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you, Matthew. Yeah. And your father, your mother, my yeah. m- your mother, your mother is sick. Well, she's, yeah, she's not sick, but she, it's like, come on. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, it, that's like a, people get really good at that. Yeah. And it can feel like they are, that, they're like reaching into the void. Right. Um, totally. There've been some very um, like famous palm readers. They were not famous is not the, really the right word, yeah. but uh, like Mark Twain, I read was a big skeptic of it. Uh-huh. And he went to this guy in England and he came back and was like, this guy totally like embarrassed me, like to my, to my core. Uh, just reading my hand. He didn't, I don't think embarrassed he sees it. him in that he like pulled up embarrassing moments or like he embarrassed him. Like he made them come like go back on what his thoughts were. Uh, no, like embarrassed in the sense that he read his hand and he said something about him, about his characteristics. Like, Oh, you'll procrastinate about something. You're lazy in this way. Or you're, you're, you're really stubborn about something in this way. I mean, yeah. again, it's very All of normal. Are, like every single every person, person on the planet could be like, Oh, I relate to that. Yeah. Um, but, it, but again, I think it's, it's, it goes to the art form of how you, like relate to somebody and, and communicate with them yeah. to make them feel like they're being read or like, oh man, you really know something about me. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong if there's like a skill to it that makes them, but they're purporting to tell you like true stuff and that's yeah, yeah. just not true. Yeah. Like it's, it's like for like, like magic and illusions and that kind of thing. They're doing a skill and like you maybe in the back of mind, you know, it, but you still don't know how they did it. Right. Right. This is like, oh, well, you better do this or, you know, bad things are in your future. Or, right. You're going to be poor. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, and that's not the job of, that they're going to do. They're not trying to make you feel bad. Um, right. I mean, some people might come in and you're just an asshole. Uh, they might tell you something bad. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think they're, they're coming in trying to like make you more confident and make you Put like identify, you. yeah, identify the, the traits about yourself that are, are good. Yeah. Um, but, but like CEOs and high profile people, like, buy into some of this crap and it could just be a total placebo. And if it, and if it's just to have a placebo effect, I think it's sort of benign. I mean, a hundred to $350 for a reading. I mean, that's pricey. If you're multimillionaire, fine. But uh, I mean, you don't want to be like preying on the, on the minds of, of people who are either don't have that money to spend. And they're like trying to get, Oh, I'm going to win the lottery next week. I'll go buy a ticket. Houston and have them talk to Joel Osteen or something. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. A lot of people need need help. That's right. <laughs> but that's palm reading. I love palm reading. Yeah. I'd like to... And now, and I was happy that we did it as our first video one. Oh, yeah. Maybe we Here's could, my hand. I'll have some insert shots. There's my hand. My hand's all messed up from rock climbing. My hand. I was, I've been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> <laughs> There's some blisters on here. Uh, cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. This episode will launch on friday that will be the sixth i believe yep um we're gonna figure out what to do with this video yeah well if it looks bad we won't use it sorry <laughs> so don't expect to see it anytime soon uh, i think you might see it you might see it we'll use it probably uh follow us on twitter it's follow at us on twitter. tmwyk pod 
And now that we have this, we should do an Instagram too. I think we should do Instagram and Twitter would be our guys. Okay. With Instagram, we will announce what our handle is on Twitter and on the next episode. Uh, there's still our website is you can go on there and, and send us a topic you want us to talk about. Yep. That's uh, tmwyk.com. Tmwyk.com. Tell me uh, what you know. Tell me what you know. And I hope everybody had a great Labor Day. Short week ahead. Uh, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>